0: welcome to the district a podcast about politics and culture from the spectator world i'm your host Teresa moll and i'm joined today by dallas Cupart, who just won his election campaign for state representative here in the rural district of pennsylvania dallas welcome to our show
1: thank you for having me
0: <laughs> so this is the outside the district edition of this podcast where we talk about things that are relevant to folks living outside of the big city. So I thought you would be the perfect person to talk to about what rural Republicans want. You know, so much politics is focused on people living in metropolitan areas, but there are huge swaths of the country, of course, that have different values, I would say. So... You spent the last how many months campaigning in some of the most backwoods, (laughs) amazing (laughs) places of our state. So Mm -hmm. tell me what you encountered.
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, I've been campaigning since about February when I announced, um, been running all over. So we're in the 73rd district of Pennsylvania in the state house, um, according to the new redistricting maps. And it's in a place called Clearfield in Cambria County it's a big a big swath of area with a lot of great people in it
0: you and, have one of the biggest districts don't you in the state
1: yeah it's uh, it will be one of the largest districts not the largest actually north of us a fellow named Marty causer he's a, a longtime representative up there has I believe the largest district but so but it's definitely one of the bigger districts in the state by uh, land and actually oddly enough even though they have to be uh, fairly uh, equal among Population, it's I, I believe one of the smaller ones in population, at just under sixty-two thousand, where some of the other districts are about sixty-five thousand. But anyhow, um, yeah, it's it's a large uh, swath of land that has, like I said, a lot of great people, but also uh, some other interesting things, is elk. Oh, we have elk. <laughs> I was in the, a little place called Carthus, and I was coming back from there one night. Nice, beautiful evening it was out there. And uh, well, you know, there's an elk standing alongside the road. So uh, well, gotta you know. get
0: that elk, though. Yeah, I think we, a lot of people forget that Pennsylvania has elk. but yes. we actually have a pretty strong population yes, of elk, and we do. And Elk County as well, but that's yeah. not in your district. Yeah,
1: Well yeah, but we also have them in Clearfield County, and fortunate enough to represent the elk in the county as well, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all the uh, hunting activity that goes on there later in the fall. They have a lottery system the state does for getting a tag for that for so many bulls and cows. So, um, you know, but I just went around talking to people in the district and it's a little harder to door knock in a district like nine, but we have some towns that are capable of that. But I also went out to the townships and went around door to door to to the many people's surprise that someone would show up in their rural area, but uh, just listen to the people's concerns and stuff. And, you know, uh, it was a Republican primary. So I was uh, targeting Republican voters. But, uh, uh, you know, some of the, one of the most common questions I got out here in the rural areas is, are you Republican? Uh, that was a big uh, qualification for them, I guess. Uh, Do but, you know
0: what percentage of registered voters in your district are Republicans? Yeah.
1: So according to the redistricting data, now it's not completely up to date to the point, but it's about 56% Republican.
0: Oh, uh, it would be more than that, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, the... the that's just the actual registration and there's independents and democrats and in a district like mine we have a lot of what people would consider old-time democrats mm-hmm. you know but uh, a lot of them there's a lot of democrats i met that were like eh, i don't even vote republican anymore a so lot of union guys yeah come back there, yes America. there was in yeah. uh, the cambria county portion of my district cambria county as a whole actually has slipped to republican and uh, to tell the folks that are older that Cambria County has flipped the Republican is news to them. And you got to realize it was only, you know, a dozen years ago. We had the longtime representative Bud George. He was Democrat for, I think he was there 36, 38 years or something like that. So, you know, it wasn't that long ago that this district was represented by a Democrat. And it's currently represented by a Republican and barring a uh a writing campaign that would beat me all I joke with people it's a 99% lock but they still need to go out and vote it's very important it will be represented by a Republican uh, going forward but uh, mm-hmm. but anyhow yeah so
0: so you talked to thousands of people you not only yeah. door knocked on a couple thousand homes
1: yes about about two thousand just over
0: and you also went to countless events, lots of really fun hillbilly ones. Like, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I saw Dallas at an event where they were auctioning off tools. Yeah, it was yeah. a tool
1: raffle. Yeah. It was a tool raffle in a little place called Nicktown. Mm-hmm. It's in Cambria an old County. coal
0: mining town.
1: Yes, and yeah. it's still Um, actually Nicktown's a very unique place. It's, uh, I, I, I joke with people, it's actually probably the most close knit community in the district. It's a very, very close-knit community out there and i think that's i'm, I'm speculating a little bit but i, I would would guess that it's it's still a very farmer farming agricultural area it's mm-hmm. heavily everybody there has some type of tractor they're farming with for something and uh but also, it's a it's a very strong Catholic base there. So I think uh, the closeness of the family of the Catholic Church and then also the farming community itself is why it's like that. But you know, uh, this isn't my quote. It's one of theirs from down there. A good friend of mine down there. He's a farmer, and uh, he told me that Nicktown is the time time the town that time forgot. So really uh, like
0: it that way. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed it, like a charming place. It seemed like that event I was at. It, the place was packed, and the fire hall is pretty large. Yeah, and it seemed like the entire town was there. You drive around; it was just a ghost town because everyone was at the fire yeah.
1: hall. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Well, I mean, to put it this way, Nicktown is not even a uh, a formal borough. It, it's part of you know Bar Township, and it's uh, it, so just to give you the size. But there's like 300 people at these gun raffles and toll raffles and it's just it's a great time though. They they really enjoy themselves there. It's very close knit community, but. You know, they they care about their uh, their their tolls and guns down there for sure. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what were some of the issues? Um, did they talk about the Second Amendment? Was that something that came up a lot? Yeah,
1: so, you know, just going to these events. And um, I also went to um, Powell. I have almost 50 municipalities in the district. I've got to almost all of them, but still got a few more to go. And, uh, you know, I've just been listening to people and... Um, some of the big issues that people would ask about, besides are you a Republican, is how do you feel about guns, and another big one. And some Democrats, even down in that uh, Cambry County area, were uh, very pro-life. That was a hot button issue for them. Before um, we had the Dobbs opinion that overruled Ruby Wade, they were very curious um, if you weren't pro-life, they weren't voting for you. Period. So that was a um, that was a. Bit, Definitely a big qualification for them. It's obviously a very controversial decision, or a subject, I should say. But uh, for those folks, it isn't controversial at all. They're 100% pro-life and they let you know right away. But also the guns, you heard about that. Uh, and also with uh, uh, the energy, the way it is right now, um, you know, a lot of talk about that. What are you gonna do about uh, energy and energy independence and stuff like that? That's very important. And especially our area where I represent, um, I'm not exactly, positive but I would bet it's one of the most uh, you know biggest in coal mining in the area uh, a lot of the district was underground but uh, still some surface mines up in uh, Clearfield County and definitely a coal mining culture here yet and that uh, once it really existed but uh, you know this area really cares about the environment and our energy resources you know you know if you don't uh, digging it or growing it or cutting it in the trees, uh, you know, that's a big, or drilling it with the gas. It was natural gas here there ten years ago, so. But you know, those are big subjects as well. People really like their energy here, and we have a, an abundance of it under our feet here. So, um, but you know, those were some big issues I came
0: across. Yeah, I think that's an interesting way of thinking about it. Uh, you think about environmentalists as being people who just want to protect trees and you know, just leave the earth kind of untouched, but the people here we care about the earth in a different way we we want to <laughs> have mother nature express herself i would say and really get everything that nature has to offer including natural gas coal oil yeah. all of these yeah, uh, these right. unseen resources not yeah. just the beautiful landscape mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. you know green people want to protect which i i'd like you your perspective on that as well because many of these events you go to we went to a coyote hunt event um (laughs) out on the sticks at one of the sportsmen's club but people who coal mine or or drill or all of these various things that the the left energy advocates um are often against these are some of the the most responsible users of land that i've ever encountered you know it's in their interest not only do they use it to make a living in mining and drilling all these things but they enjoy it you know going out being outdoorsmen but they also want to protect it because it's in their interest to have wildlife to have elk to have deer they support their family they use it as recreation so i i think that's just a it's a terrible thing that it's kind of a stereotype that the Republicans get that we don't care about the earth. And you know that better than anyone. That's yeah. So
1: yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, uh, another fella I've I knew before the campaign, uh, but he said it. Uh, I forget exactly how he says it. But, you know, he says the people in Harrisburg or D.C. just think that we're, you know, so stupid up here that we would want to ruin the land that we live on. And this, yeah, the water yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah, yeah. We that we, you know, we'd want to destroy it all that we live in, and this is our environment. He said that's not true at all. And he's very pro, um, natural gas, coal. Uh, he has a cool new coal mining, uh, they did some drilling for coal mining on his property that he owns, and he's been here for 100 his family's been here for hundreds of years, so, um, you know, so it's it's not like that, but additionally. You know, one of the things that I came across in the campaign being this is a heavy coal mining area is our area. Actually, uh, uh, I've heard our congressman, Congressman Thompson say, now he represents a lot bigger swath of land than I do. But he said that um, I wouldn't doubt, especially this area, has some of the most abandoned mines in the country. And I think there's a, a, a mutual way there that we can clean up these abandoned mines and acid Acid mine drainage and um, sulfur, you know, half a mile from where I grew up is just uh, it's an environmental disaster from years ago, not anybody's fault today. But, you know, there's there's surely got to be a way that we can, you know, use the coal companies. There's coal left over at these in these places that could be mined, and we could use the coal mining to the coal companies to mine the coal. They would make a profit by mining the coal, but then they also could... Um, put the land back appropriately and clean it up. And it seems like a win-win opportunity to me uh, instead of, instead we had the federal government just allocate, someone told me uh, almost $12 billion in taxpayer money to go to clean these up whenever there's now well, grand there'll be ways that there'll be times that you can't use a cool company to clean everything up. But a lot of these areas is, uh, you know, old strippings and stuff where they could have cool companies go in there and no cost to the taxpayer, clean these areas up they get the coal it's a win win for everybody the environment gets Lots of cleaned people up
0: people go to work revitalize yeah. the local economy that's
1: right yeah and and, and
0: give our country much needed energy so Yeah that's right yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's yeah. and we have power plants not too far from my district there's actually one right on the border the coal yard itself is in my district and the power plant itself is in the, the neighboring district but and then we also have you know some big coal power plants in Indiana county just not too far from here that you know could use that coal and You know, and and like I said, that'd be a positive because we have people having jobs and making good pay, you know, having a good paying job. And yet our environment would be cleaned up at no cost to the taxpayer. It's just a regulatory uh, framework right now that does not allow for it. And it's one of the things that I'm looking forward to trying to get something done to make it so we can get these areas cleaned up and also allow our local economy to benefit off of it.
0: Mm Yeah, I think a lot of your older constituents, you know, remember a time when coal was big, these little small towns, yeah, coal was king, (laughs) these little small towns were booming, everybody had a job, the the local businesses were benefiting from the coal companies being in town, you know, the local hardware stores, restaurants, everything just flourished and that's come to a standstill and their their kids and grandkids have to move away there's nowhere to work around here and Mm -hmm. you know the ones who don't move away and get jobs elsewhere and turn to drugs alcohol get on welfare it's a whole terrible trickle down Mm -hmm. awful situation
1: yeah that's actually one of the biggest uh concerns for our area is uh, uh lack of economic opportunity in my opinion you know a lot of people that are young and they move away and we need to retain those people to uh, put them to work here and get some economic opportunity and get it revitalized here some. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a big concern for a lot of rural areas, not just here in central Pennsylvania.
0: Mm -hmm. What about Donald Trump? (laughs) Speaking of what rural Republicans want, uh, we still see around here a lot of Trump flags and not just pro-Trump Trump 2024 flags, we have a fair share of those. I feel like we have more Trump flags out now than we did when he was actually running the first time or when he was in office. We also see a lot of FJB or Let's Go Brandon signs, which are less, you know, just plainly, pro-Trump, not that they're anti-Trump, but they're just more (laughs) anti-Biden. So that's, I'm sure that's a sentiment you encountered a lot. Do you think people would really be pushing for Trump again in 2024? Uh, People from your district? Yeah,
1: I I think there's obviously a good bit of them that would. Um, But I got that it was a lot of anti-Biden sentiment uh, out there. Kind of
0: anyone but Biden. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. They're definitely not a a big fan of Joe Biden. Uh, And I can't say that I am either. I'm definitely not a fan of the... (laughs) The, the current president and Joe Biden that's uh, you know but uh, it it is what it is and uh, you know these people are just good working hard working people a lot of them you know they're not all bad people by any means that the that uh, Hillary Clinton famously inf- infamously called deplorable there a lot of hard working people that you know they just wanted somebody to believe in that you know thought like they did and wanted to fight for them and they really thought that Donald Trump was there for them that's what they continue to tell me that they thought that Donald Trump was for them you know you definitely got a lot of people that are Trump voters that are you know well they didn't really like what he said but they like what he did policy wise and, and there's a lot of that but um, definitely definitely a lot of Trump supporters in the district um, but I'm not I'm not sure uh, it's too far out I tell people. For any speculation to happen, and like everybody asked me, do you think he's gonna run again? And I said I don't have the you know the fortune telling ball of what's gonna happen. I have no idea, but um, you know that they definitely do not like Joe Biden, and uh, uh, even a lot of the Democrats have turned on Joe Biden. I mean, it shows why his approval ratings are down. So it's, uh, but yeah, Joe Joe Biden's definitely not well liked in the rural areas. <laughs> uh, you you will find an occasional one, I'm sure, but uh definitely has his approval has plummeted yeah. as the economy has plummeted
0: mm-hmm. well we have hope for the future of the republican party in dallas i think dallas you're only 26 years old right
1: yes that is correct
0: yeah, so you have a long future ahead of yourself and um seems like at least your district will be in good hands i hope
1: <laughs> yeah i'm uh, just uh you know the thing i'm you know everybody asks me are you excited well yeah i'm excited to get the opportunity to serve my constituents but I, i'm also just deeply grateful for the amount of support i received i won 62 in a three-way primary and just people have just been so supportive of me and uh, i'm just deeply grateful for that to be honest it's just uh it's truly humbling
0: what do you think it was about your campaign that made you so popular i know you did a lot of groundwork but if there are other people thinking about running um in a in a more rural district, or just anywhere really, what what advice would you give for someone to to find success?
1: Be authentic. Uh, that was that would be one of them. People um, people liked that I was. there's uh, one. Uh, this is just some of the words I heard over the campaign. Was someone told me I was real? Um, another po- uh, many people told me that I was not a BSer, except they just said it. Um, you know <laughs> so. Uh, I I, at first I wasn't real sure what that meant (laughs) and I was like okay you know they just said I like that you don't BS me and I was like okay so that's when I say be authentic I think people like that and they also um, definitely like someone that related to them you know as a former uh, I worked in the cool mines there a little bit and uh, that they definitely related to that and they just wanted someone that they thought that would care about them and it was relatable to them. Um, you know, a friend, uh, one, the guy that said about the environment to me, he's also the one that told me, he said, now when you go to Harrisburg, all we can hope is that your principles are what ours are so that you go and represent us. And I said, you know, you're right, because he said, no, when you're down there, uh, there's no one there from up here to catch your ear. You're going to have to vote. And with all them people down there around you, pushing one way or another, we can only hope your principles stay true. So. Um, That was what his take was, it's just, uh, you know, staying strong principles, the rural values, what we care about up here, but yeah, those are, like I said, being real and authentic and caring about the issues that they care about, being one of them, it was a big thing, I think, you know, and like I said, being authentic and real and getting out there, people, um, the door knocking, I think, helped a lot. Um, People thought that, you know, that they appreciated you coming to their door and stuff, so. I think, like I said, taking time for them as well. I, it didn't matter who they were. I took time to meet them. If I, mean, I spend an hour, I spent an hour with them. So even though all the pollsters or campaign consultants, I'm sure would tell you, oh, you gotta keep moving, you know, but sometimes th- there was one instance where that really paid off for me, unbeknownst to me. Um, you know, the guy posted on Facebook and it was like, best ad i had the whole campaign because he was like so serious about it you know and how i stayed there that night but you know so that would just be my suggestion to people is just be real and and work your tail off that's where it comes down to be real be one of them and work your tail off
0: don't be afraid to go to a few gun and tool raffles and yeah those are always, and- <laughs> yeah they're always
1: good and sometimes don't get me wrong sometimes you get it a door in the face or so but uh just keep moving Keep, stay positive stay the course it will all work out thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode of the district don't forget to subscribe you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts the spectator world is the american edition of the world's oldest magazine to read more content on similar topics please visit spectatorworld.com